AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear-headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop, once a day, before breakfast, and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started and to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's the fight in. It's the fighting cock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting cock. A <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Fighting Cock Podcast, Season Twelve, Episode Twenty Four. Today we've got Ricky and John on the podcast, and hey. Spurs one. Hi, Woo! yeah. Didn't see that coming. Did not <laughs> see that coming. Nope. We're going to go into that. Tottenham finally win a game. I can't believe it. I mean, we did. We won Leeds back in November. It feels like, you know, the mood around it, it stunk. And now suddenly uh, everything, it's not all roses, but it feels so much better. We finally score a goal first. Um, we finally don't concede two goals. We finally look good. In the second half, we look really, really good. I was like, where's this happen? First time since last season. Look really, really good. And and the other question we've got to ask is, did Sky dip the volume on Spurs fans when they were singing anti-Levy songs? Some people say that didn't happen. They got drowned out by the fans. Some say it did. But before that, got to tell you about a sponsor, NordVPN. Um, this is a, a, a bit of software that allows you to circumnavigate geolocked content like football. Or wrestling, boxing, do you like pay-per-view boxing but don't want to pay pay-per-view prices? Use NordVPN to go to another country where it's not pay-per-view and buy that. You can save money on Netflix. You can save money on flights. You can save money on car rentals. You can take advantage of... If you take advantage of NordVPN, you can save money on absolutely fucking everything. Like If you use it properly, it will save you so much more money than it costs. 
You could uh, it, you can get Netflix in Mexico or some some place. Just use NordVPN. Go to Mexico or Mozambique where it's 99p as opposed to 14.99 whatever it is in in the UK. And you'll pay 99p every, every, and you'll get loads of Mozambique films as well if you want to watch those. <laughs> There's no literally no downside to that. <laughs> and uh, NordVPN was named Times Magazine's best invention in the applications and software category. I might just leave that bit out. Just yeah, say, you should. You should. I, I think what well, NordVPN asked us to put it in. They don't want they don't want misinformation going out. But I'm to me, it's the best in, invention. Well, that's that's still amazing if you think about all the apps and software, which is basically all the best stuff in the modern world. Like all all the other inventions from like like penicillin, that's not in the list. That was years ago. So this yeah. is this is like of all the apps. So that's all the best stuff. That's like Uber. And, I think it's better than like penicillin. Deliveroo and that. Right? Is well, in a way, it is. Like the, the fucking viruses are getting around the antibiotics now, aren't they? Half of them are not even working. Penicillin was good once. Is it any yeah. good now? NordVPN's good now. So that's what I mean. Swings and roundabouts. That's what I mean. All the all the best stuff now is applications and software. So yeah. if it's the best of the best thing now, and it is just the best. What is penicillin anyway? It's mushrooms or fungus or something. Yeah, it's yeah. not like you invented it. You just let something grow. It's everywhere. Like, it's mold. You can't claim it. It's yeah, mold, you can't claim. You can't claim to. Have you? Are you claiming you invented mold? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Ridiculous. Yeah, like just go NordVPN. Go down the local woods. There is mold Winner. everywhere. Ergo, there is penicillin everywhere. NordVPN <laughs> isn't everywhere. It can be. <laughs> it can be for the price of a pint, a London pint. Can be on your phone. Can be on your PlayStation. Can be on your PC. And to get a huge di- discount on NordVPN deal <laughs> and a bonus gift, go to nordvpn.com forward slash the fighting cock. Uh, do that. Go on our landing page so you so so we get the credit for your sign up. Uh, it's completely risk-free, 30-day money-back guarantee. Right, Crystal Palace. Oh, God. Um, I, I've, never, I've never gone... I, I've, I went from basically, I think I might hate Tottenham. I think I might fucking hate Tottenham. To, I think we can beat Arsenal. In the space of 15 minutes. It was, it, it was fucking... It was, well, we fucking needed that. John, we needed that. We, we really did need it. I am... Um... I was just reflecting back on basically my thought process in the run up to the game and I saw the team come out and I, I tweeted something about like other top six clubs would have more options and they play youth team players and I was proper negative. And then about a minute before kickoff, I just thought to myself, yeah, but all of, all of the shit that's going on, everything that's frustrating me, fundamentally, when this game kicks off, I'm going to be invested. I want us to win. I want us to win well because it, we're not cut adrift this season, despite what people have said around... You know, we're not going to finish in the top four. It's like there's a long way to go. We were always in touch and distance, but we we need to start getting wins. And so I just kind of like put a tweet out into the into the ether, just saying like, we know there's loads of shit going on, but come on, like let's just win. And it put me in a kind of positive mind space leading into that game. And um, I'm sure we'll get into the details of the game, but afterwards it has left me in in the place of like, you can get caught up so easily in all the the negativity around the club and around everything else that's going on at the moment. But fundamentally, like what happens on the pitch is what's really important. And when we play well, you've got to enjoy that. Otherwise, what's the point, right? It's like we get upset when it's shit, and rightly so. If you can't enjoy it when it's good, <laughs> literally, what is the point? Well, well, I want to come on to that shortly because we, we put a couple of tweets out after the game just celebrating the performances of Hill and, uh, and Pape Sar. And like some of the responses we got were just like, 
I just enjoy it a little bit. Like, I, get, I know, I know Brian Hill was lightweight. I can see him. He's tiny. I understand that. But like, just, let's just enjoy it a little bit right now, can we? Because it's been fucking shit for ages. But they're like, no. No, you're not going to enjoy this. You're not going to celebrate Brian Hill because he isn't, doesn't weigh enough. That, so, it's, so we're not allowed to tweet about him then because he doesn't weigh enough. The... Um... <laughs> The kind of the joy of obviously we've been on a, a shit, a pretty shit period, and we're all waiting for obviously the World Cup to finish and then get Tottenham back and hopefully they had been working on stuff behind the scenes and we'd come back better than ever. Uh, and obviously it didn't go that way. Uh, we thought we probably thought we'd get a result at Brentford. Uh, we didn't got a draw, which actually looks quite handy now. Uh, losing at home to Villa, and not only just losing, we just played fucking terribly. It was like it was abysmal from start to finish, and we're at home, so we really didn't know what we're, what we were going to uh, come out with at this game. And going to um, Palace, it's always going to be a tough game. Um, they've got some decent fans, and they, they they cause a lot of noise. And I just didn't know what Tottenham would turn up. But just going back to that bit of. Just enjoying it. I mean, at the moment, like I, I kind of see on social, uh, is is Hill the answer? Is Saar the answer? Is this person that you know? Should we stop worrying? Should we not go into? Just fucking enjoy it, man. Let's just couple this question this morning when I was putting the telly on uh, for the kids to watch their breakfast. Just creating football chants in my head, like stick the remote. Oh no, no, no. Like just everything's just going, going. And then like my missus walks in, she walks out where he can see you sneaking out. It's got nothing to do with anything, but you just, you're just fucking buzzing, man. Just, just get amongst it. Worry about that stuff later. Drinking the four nil now, drinking the fucking yeah. uh, clean sheet. Look, it's all right. It's okay to celebrate a result and still, have issues with the squad. It's okay yeah. to celebrate a result and still have issues with Enoch and, 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 and Daniel Levy. If you're celebrating a result, it doesn't mean you're not Enoch out or you are Enoch out, whatever it might be. Um, John, I've got a question here from Richard DeForges and uh, he's one of our, uh, I think that's how you say his name. He's one of our uh, patrons. He says, has anything changed or is this just what happens when we get the first goal? First time in nine games, I think it was, <laughs> that we scored first. Um, I think there were actually um, a few things that were different about this like performance in general. And I think there are also things that could potentially long-term be, be positive things. Rick touched on it a minute ago, which is like, is this player the answer? Is that player the answer? When you're talking about players like Gill, um, Hill, whatever, however you pronounce it. Um, you know it's Saar Hill. coming you in. You know it's Hill. You made a mistake. You know it's Hill. <laughs> Or yeah, however you pronounce it. <laughs> yeah, no, well, it's bloody light. Um, anyway, um, those players coming in, Saar, for example, right? I think there's like, again, this immediacy of someone's come in, they're the future, they're brilliant, that's the problem solved. I think our wider issues are a bit bigger than just can this come in and, and transform our season. The reason that I think I was really encouraged about what I saw and, and why this is is maybe different and maybe there is a change is that that's like the first time we've seen um, he'll have two games in a row, essentially, and actually get some meaningful minutes. And I think we saw that against Villa, he was 
bit rusty. There wasn't like it just wasn't, wasn't loads to cling on to there. Do just, anything. It was a bit a bit of a nothingness performance. But we have seen prior to that when he played in Europe and he's had a bit of a run, him do look a bit more positive. This was like a chance for him to really make his mark. And I think we saw over the 90 minutes, he had a few spells that were a bit quieter and gave the ball away for 20 minute spells. But in general, he he looked really positive. And, you know, Skip coming into the side, I didn't think, again, he was amazing, but I think it was something different. We've been very, like, kind of set in our ways in the way that we're playing. He is slightly different to what, what we've seen there. And he injected a little bit, particularly in the first 10 minutes, of kind of forward passing and being on the front foot and just trying things a little bit different to what we've seen with with Hoiberg uh, and Especially um, Basuma. Yeah. yeah, Basuma. And obviously, when Benton calls there, it's slightly different because I think he does elevate us. Um, but the wider point here is that I think Conte is, whether it's by design or whether he's just um, kind of by necessity, having to play players that he obviously doesn't fancy or hasn't previously fancied or didn't think was ready and now does think he's ready. And I think this like sprinkling of players who've been on the periphery, who are chomping at the bit, who are like excited to play for us and, and are desperate to get minutes and are desperate to prove themselves, I think like a blend of experienced players ideally informed, plus players who are hungry, just makes a team a little bit better. And I think that that's like maybe what we've seen in this performance is the start of a of a bit of a process where we might start seeing some of these players get a bit more time and will we'll ultimately help the squad. I don't think any of those players I mentioned will be like player of the year next year or like will be you know, the best player for us the second half. But I think it does represent options so that when... Kulu, Richarlison, Bentacore come back into the, the side, that these players are viable options off the bench or can, can exactly. rotate, which I don't think we've seen that before. That's what encouraged me after this. Well, also, also the fact that no one, no, everyone knows Brian Hill isn't starting for Spurs if Kulusevsky's fit. Same with Pape mm. Sarr. If, if, if Bentacore or Basuma are fit, then he doesn't get on. But he, he was asked to do a role when he came on. So was Brian Hill. And based on what they do, given the fact that what level they're at currently, they are not, they're not... Premier League quality, certainly not top six quality, but they came in and did a good job and made a good account of themselves. It doesn't matter if he's too light or Pape Sar. One bloke on Twitter said, "What did he do?" Well, I mean, actually, what he did was come in and shore things up. He had he had a role of responsibility there for twenty minutes against a team that at that point was still trying to get in it. He carried the ball well. He didn't lose it. He was sensible for a young player who essentially these first proper minutes in the Premier League. You couldn't ask more from it. But there are the groups is, of fans out there that go, no, I want to see more. I want to see Yaya Torre now. I'm mean, forgetting yeah. that this is a kid who just got relegated with Mets in the league, in, in the French league. Like, uh, with Sire as well, um, he did some, uh, he made some good tackles. But like when you're a young kid and you're being thrown into the, the first team on telly, under the lights, Bit, bit dodgy atmosphere and and you know things can go against you it's doing the basics that really kind of that you, that you can be applauded for because he could have easily been a nervous kid coming in and uh give us some short passes didn't do this got carded whatever it might have been but he kept a level head and he did what was necessary kept the ball moving made his tackles did what he needed to do and like you were saying he did progress the ball and and he ran forward with the ball as well as passing forward with the ball and no it wasn't fucking uh, a Ginola-esque performance because he's not that type of player and what you like it's just not going to happen like the first first game like 
they they need to build up a rhythm and understanding and 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 all of that. But it was to, it was it was good enough for 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 us to be like, do you know what? In a, like a handful of games, he can come in and he can do a job, or that Conte thinks um, he can trust him and he can pull he can pull Hoiberg off. Um, I couldn't say that with a straight face, pulling him off. Fuck's sake, <laughs> he can pull him off on seventy minutes um, and give him a rest for twenty minutes. Uh, give him a rest for twenty minutes, and, and you know he's got a safe pair of hands that will see the game out and will be level level headed. With going back to Hill, that. Um, like, uh, admittedly, in the first half, I thought he was pretty poor. Um, yeah, he was average. Thought, Six, uh, five, thought, five out of ten. Uh, two, two out of ten. Right, okay, nah. good, good, good. <laughs> I, I kind of felt that when we were putting, I mean, when we were trying to get the move the ball up the pitch to him, he was just out-muscled. When he had the ball, he was pushed off quite easily. And when he was trying to kind of uh, a final pass... <laughs> He was just leaning back slightly. It just, it just wasn't, it just wasn't falling for him. wasn't working out, and I just felt like he was quite um, anonymous, really. Yeah. But uh, come the second half, it was, it was a complete change. I don't know whether the game opened up a bit more. I don't know whether he got more confident. I think all but of them were was, just playing more confidence, and he, he feeds off it, doesn't he? He's yeah. Not having to make um, things happen, he can feed off a general en- energy and, and a movement of other players. Like the f- the first goal, um, he 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 rode the tackle well. Yep. Like one of the one of their centre backs came out, and he could have easily easily uh, hit the floor. He could have easily uh, looked for the easy pass and pushed put it back to centre uh, someone in centre midfield. But he looked out to his right uh, and played it to uh, Perisic, who put a like delicious ball in. I think it's called a pre-assist. Um, yeah, a pre. Yeah, yeah. Pre-assist. <laughs> fucking hell, fucking hell. He got a pre-assist. <laughs> it's an expected pre-assist ratio, is unbelievable. <laughs> um, but I mean, it was it was great. And then on the, uh, I think it was Kane's second goal where he threaded the ball through the two defenders. Um, nice, nice again. Simple pass. Put, put a, a very uh, decisive pass. Um, and then Kane, that fucking finish was Jake. insane. Um, oh. I want to go on to Kane, but before we do this, these were, these were Conte's comments on Brian Hill. So while, obviously, I think the vast majority of Spurs fans out there understand that Hill is under or, or, or he's lightweight. It's what he says. It was important. It was important. We were talking about a player born to play football. He understands football so quickly. He's so clever. The league is so difficult. Quality. You have to be fast and have endurance. He has that. And you also have to be strong physically. Hill, since last season, has improved on that aspect. I compared him to Bruno, Bernardo, Bruno, Bernardo Silva of Manchester City because, in my opinion, they are really similar. He has to continue to work on the physical aspect because he has a great quality. He doesn't even, he doesn't even feel like he's grown into his man body yet. And maybe he never will have a man body. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. But that's fine. But I think that the Bernardo Silva comparison is a good one <laughs> because like, I, I remember when he first... Actually, we played against him uh, when he was at Monaco, and he fucking tore us a Who? new one. Uh, Bernardo, Bernardo Silva. Silva. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was, light, he was and, slight then. Yeah, he was really slight then. And since he's gone to City, like he has obviously developed that part of the game. Um, and I do think with Brian Hill, I, do, I just think like this whole 
always lightweight, so therefore that's it. Shit forever. Yeah, it's like when Kane, Kane broke through. Kane broke through, and it's like, oh, he's not fast, so shit forever. It's like, well, yeah, but players adapt. They'll make the most of that. He might never be strong, like um, what's his name, Bruno Fernandez. You know, it's fucking pussy. Goes down under zero pressure. He's not strong. <laughs> Like there are loads of players who have one major fault, like too short, too tall, too they, slow. They find whatever ways, it is, right? And they it, find a way. They exactly. find a way of adapting. Like Modric was tiny, is tiny, exactly. is tiny. He's a weird little tiny specimen of a man, and yet he's one of the greatest midfielders that we've ever seen in the modern age. Because they find a way. Great players find a way. You got to give him a chance. Find a way. Just say he's too lightweight. Fuck him off. Get him out. Do you not find like the that, that is an absolute ringing endorsement from Conte on yeah, the Hill? Absolutely, because uh, I, I thought you'd be one of the what, one of the first out the door, Rick. And for him to now say yeah, that, I mean, it is it's 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 amazing for him to say that. But does it not make you think? Well, why the fuck ain't you played him sooner? Why <laughs> why is he not featured sooner? Like well, you, you can work. say all these amazing things, I know, but I just I don't know. Do you not I find it interesting, thought... Rick? That, that but he worked with Brian Hill and, and more specifically worked with Pape Sarr, and they've both seen minutes. Maybe yeah, it's well, about interest. Yeah, well, yeah, he, well, he, hate, well, well, he doesn't rate Spence. He's shit, isn't he? I don't think he's shit. I just think. Um... Oh, he's shit. Come on, we all know it now. I, I, he's just he's just he's just saying he's a levy signing in a pick you I don't believe that I genuinely no I do I like to create these stories good well it's not I mean, he, he, he makes him train on his own yeah. like when everyone's laughing he's, he says Jed I, I don't want you laughing when everyone else is laughing yeah laughing your yeah. own time yeah not during training his- yeah. He gets his coffee order just slightly wrong. It's like, oh, I'll have a caramel latte with oat milk and he gives him soy milk. Like, uh, just, little, just little fucking jabs just to fucking piss him off. That, that is so Spence, though. Doesn't follow <laughs> it to a T, that's why. There's no chance if, if... There is zero chance, and we've talked about this before, so we don't have to go into it in any depth, but there is zero chance that if Spence was good enough to play in Conte's system and understood what he needed to do, then he would be playing. It's yeah, just not he, true. That's not true. That's not true. I'll tell you why. why I'll tell you why. Because on this very on this very podcast earlier this week, when we were talking about Conte being stubborn, and Mark was telling us about oh he was um, playing a certain way, and then he had to because he was forced to play Ericsson, and it transformed their season. Now he had Ericsson the whole time, and he didn't play him when he had him available. He was winning without. Now, him. If, if we didn't know he that Ericsson was a good player, they won the league. Yeah, they were winning without. Yeah, but the second half is when when he came into the squad is what transformed their season. So everyone tells me as the reason why we need a creative midfielder. Well, I'm using that exact same argument to back up this point, which is that if he had no right backs, like if he had no right wing backs, if they were both injured, would he see minutes? Like potentially he would, in which case we would actually find out whether or not he's a good player or not. The fact is, I, I do think like there is some element of him just going, well, I have two other options, which is quite a lot, right? So he doesn't actually have to play him at all. And he didn't want him. It's a quote-unquote club signing. So I do think he has created a narrative because the, the amount of time he's been given is is honestly pathetic, considering like Emerson's performances and Doherty at times. Doherty was excellent yesterday, by the way. Yeah. Um, but but we, we've seen like next to no time from Spence, and I don't think it's because... He's rubbish, and if he was good, he'd play because that example of Ericsson being excellent and only getting in the team through injury and then proving to be excellent sort of illustrates the point. 
Conte is a stubborn man by his own admission is like that. So I think it's it's sort of we'll never know until he gets a run of games. And if he gets a run of games and he's shit, then fair enough. But just give him a try. That's all I'm saying. It's not like we have Cafu playing week in, week out and we're calling for some unknown kid. None of them have really ripped up trees. So it would have been great to see him. And I think maybe if um, Saar, Hill, Skip start performing well over the next few weeks, maybe it will make him go, ah, oh, okay. Like, maybe these players need to play for me to really see how good they are. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the Deal. deal. Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. I'm going to change my opinion. Like, I, I, earlier, when Flav said maybe he's not just not getting it tactically and stuff like that, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm that was very good, John. So I'm switching to John's camp here. Yes, so right. Yes, I'm fickle. I'm fickle. Yeah. I, like, I will change my mind. Like nobody's business. <laughs> right. So. <laughs> And you, and I'm I'm lit on a podcast to talk about Tottenham. I'm let on. You've only been here yeah. for twelve years. <laughs> <laughs> they let me on again. Um, Just change my mind all the time. <coughs> Fucking it's fine. That's what you should prerogative, isn't it? Um, we've got a question here from the North Remembers Lane underscore thfc. He says, "Hold or loan, Saar and Hill." I think pa- Pape Saar should be given a loan. I think Hill we need just as a backup. Championship loan, toughen him up, all that cliched bollocks. John? Yeah, I'd definitely keep Hill because I think we do. We need an alternative to Kulisewski. Um, does, doesn't mean he, he's as good as him, but I just think he's a good alternative and he's, he's proven that he's got something. So I think we've just got a lot of similar players. Like We, we have a lot of central midfielders. I do think he, he did offer something a little bit different. Um they're all, they're all kind of similar, but all a little bit different. So I don't think it makes yeah. much of a difference, but it would make a difference to him to get minutes. So yeah, maybe like lower half Premier League, like a relegation scrap dogfight wouldn't be the worst. But just ideally somewhere where he's going to play in a similar system to what we're trying to achieve, or at least a similar formation, just so that he's really getting some benefit from that. Because if we, if we put him out to loan somewhere where they play a completely different system, then you've got to start again with Conte and go, he needs to learn the system. So, I think, uh, I yeah. think a championship smart, loan. Smart loan. I think championship loan. QPR, someone like that. Yeah. Just get him. Yeah. I, I, do, I do agree uh, to a certain extent, but like if we if we look at the team yesterday, if Saar and Hill were both out online, who the fuck would we have been playing? Well, like, literally, good. looking at the subs bench, we, there was not an attacker at all that could have come on for... No, Hill. yeah, he'll he'll definitely won't be loaned out. But Saar, with the, if the, if you've got Pesuma, Skip, Bentancur, and Hoybier, then Saar should be enough. Should be enough. Should and be. Saar won't see a minute, and it's better for his development long term and Spurs' benefit. I think if maybe, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's yeah. If he gets loaned out, wouldn't have any issue with that. Um, Harry Kane is two goals off of Jimmy Gree's record at Tottenham, which is insane. Like we already we all knew he was going to get there, but the fact that he is three goals away from breaking it. The two goals last night were just as soon as as soon as Perisic dinked that up, and well, basically as soon as he received those balls, you knew they were goals. The second one was so Harry Kane, it was unreal, like getting it a bit and smashing it across the keeper, turning into tight spaces. He could have had more, 
he his game has been he's been so isolated for so long for Spurs. You know, against um, Villa, didn't touch the ball as we discussed first nineteen minutes, wherever it was. And again, in the first part, he had little moments, but it just felt like we weren't kind of clicking. And then he suddenly started dropping back and getting involved. He did it throughout the whole of the second half, but for parts of the uh, the first half as well, he suddenly started getting involved and dropping and being... being and I don't know if it was a, a tactical thing or, or, or Conte asked him to start to become more involved in the build-up, but he was so much more back to, him, back to himself. And, you, and, and I think a lot of people might say, yeah, well, it was, it was Crystal Palace. The defence is, is weak. There's been multiple times we've gone to many places with teams much worse than Crystal Palace and our forward line has been isolated. So you can't take, it, take that away from it. I thought he was by far and away the best player on the pitch. But the two goals were insane. And obviously, the, um, I don't know if he'll get the assist for Sonny, Sonny's goal. But over, and there's not more, more we can say about Harry Kane that we haven't already. But do you think... I don't know, fuck it, let's do it. Do you think he'll play against Portsmouth? Rick, do you think, would you play Harry Kane against Portsmouth knowing that we have the North London derby the week later? And he gets- uh, personally, personally, I wouldn't play him, uh, but I think he will, he will be played. I don't think he will start, but I think he'll probably get a run out because they, I know it's not a, um, what you're kind of supposed to do or it's, it's a gesture, really, a, a gesture kind of run on for 10 minutes where the fan base for the Portsmouth game, there's going to be a lot of new fans, going to be a lot of families. You know, people can actually get tickets and shit like that. Um, it's a good day out, FA Cup. Portsmouth will be bringing a lot of people. 8,500 um, they've got. Exactly. So they'll expect or they would like to see uh, these elite players, really. And what everyone you- wants to see Harry and Sonny. And I think sometimes that you can... Um, you you would just play them for like the the last ten minutes or whatever. I don't. Um, I, yeah. Do you think that's what Conte will do? I don't. I don't. I don't know. I think he might. I think he might. He, he could start him. He could. He could start him. He He's fucking mental, he, he, mate. <laughs> yesterday he was he was one yellow card away from missing the derby. Get him off. We're falling up on seventy minutes or something like that. Get him off. No, no, no. It's gonna play him right to the fucking end. <laughs> fucking mental. <laughs> Get him off. He's 100% going to start our strongest team against Portsmouth without a shadow of a doubt. It's a week until the Arsenal game. To hear me, he'll just see like that's minutes, that's fitness. He will play our strongest team. Oh, God. I don't think, yeah, I don't, I was... I don't think Ben Tenkor and Kulisevsky will be ready, but he will play our, our, our strongest possible team, I think. Yeah, I was just looking at that because I was thinking, well, it's obviously a game this weekend and then maybe we must have a midweek game, but we don't. So it is a full week's recovery. So... Yeah, there's always a risk like a player could play in a game that you don't think he needs to play in and they get injured, but they could get injured in training. Like it can happen at any time. And if you go in with the mentality of trying to put as in cotton walls, like often that, that's actually a bit of an issue. So you'll get some some minutes. Also, we don't have an option. We have no option. Like <laughs> you either play Kane up front or you play Sun up front at the moment because we've no Richarlison either. So either one of those two is going to have to play majority even if you give them 45 minutes each right still 45 minutes against a, a team that's probably gonna pick lumps out of them so it's not really an alternative so i do think they'll probably both of those two will get minutes and i don't Fuck. necessarily think it's the worst but i don't think it's the worst thing in the world because i it's still the, think, uh, like, yeah but I, it's part of that smash we, if they get injured think, it's the worst thing in the world <laughs> yeah it is i don't think how have we got ourselves in this position 
It's like where, 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 he, where Harry Kane is the literally the only well, it's injuries, recognised it? striker. I know, but apart from that, though, like, I mean, Richarlison, all right, he'll take over Kane, but like, th- there should be someone else, no? What free forward? But, Do you want free? We've ne- we've only had we've had Kane on his own for twelve years. <laughs> I know it's fucking mental. That's what I'm saying. No, no one like, decent. Why, no why one worth the, Well, no one worth the salt would a proper number nine would come to Tottenham with Kane getting there. Danny Ings wouldn't got, even come to Spurs if Harry Kane was there. What's why would they? We've had this. We've not got a child in the in the youth setup. Well, yeah, we have. His name's Dane Scarlett, but he's on loan to Portsmouth. <laughs> 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 I don't think he can play against us, can he? <laughs> I think we've actually said he can't. You're not allowed. I think that was one of those, yeah, you're not allowed. How's he done this season? Uh, he was, he was scoring goals at the beginning of the season. He was doing all right. Let's have a little butcher's hook, shall we? But I, Dane, I haven't... I can tell you, I'm just, just the beauty of the... Fuck, do you know, what, what do you think Damon... Not Damon, I can't even say his name. Dane Scarlett's <laughs> value is currently? Five million. Eight million. His value as according to transfermarket.co.uk, 2 million euros. Fuck. Fuck all, basically. Wow. I'm worth 2 million euros. Thirty-seven-year-old <laughs> <laughs> um, sluggy striker, John Bass, available for two, less than 2 million euros. Slimitar Burgertov. Slimitar. Do a job. In League One, for Portsmouth, uh, he's had 21 appearances. He scored three and assisted two. Uh, if I want detailed performance data, I have to pay for it. So you fucking do it. Can you, you just to... just imagine? You know, like um, Rooney broke Charlton's record after like years and years and years, and no one thought it was ever going to happen. And then Kane's just come along and just fucking done it like straight away. Imagine Dane Scarlett just fucking breaks through into the Spurs first team, and then just like Kane breaks Greaves' record, and then Scarlett just beats it. Oh. Straight away. Like, can you imagine how fucking mental that would be? Just to have two players in a row, just like fucking do it. <laughs> After all that time, like just comes in and just canes for like this record stood for fucking decades and he's just come and blitzed it straight away. <laughs> Holds it for like two seasons. It's like mental. It'd be incredible. It'd be so funny. Um, yeah, but what, I mean, how good would it be if, if he, if Kane starts against Portsmouth and then goes into the North London derby and breaks the record? We need to win as well. That's the thing. Or at least draw. Yeah. But what an achievement. Un- unreal. Un- unbelievable. Um, He'll have that in the back of his mind, for sure. Like He, he always plays it quite uh, quite uh, coy, is to say, like, oh, yeah, I know these, I, I, I know these um, kind of uh, results and, and these goal tallies and all that lot are there, and he's nearly breaking them. And, uh, but he just kind of puts it to the back of his mind. I'm just here, take it game by game to score. You know you could break that against our most hated fucking rivals and you can take the roof off that stadium. He fucking loves a goal against Arsenal. Go and do it, son. Go and do it. Yeah, mate, 100%. Fucking lovely. Um, just back to the game yesterday. Um, now, there's a bit of controversy, wasn't there? Let's go. Come ah, on, let's go. Um, there, there's... <laughs> So obviously the uh, uh, Enoch out movement is, is, it feels like it's gaining weight. I think most, it was very audible at times, the uh, anti-Levy, Daniel Levy, get out of my club chance. Now, when we were watching it on telly, it sounded like, it sounded like to all of us, right? It wasn't just me because I tweeted it and loads of people went, no, they weren't charting that. 
it was drowned out by the other Spurs fans. It, that may be the case, but from, from watching on TV, it definitely sounded like they just suddenly dipped the volume, didn't it? Because there's one thing yeah, yeah, yeah. drowned out, but there's another thing, it just went like it was gone. You, you can understand where I was, where, you know, it wasn't just me, others were saying as well. No, completely. Um, it was really loud and it wasn't like it tailed off. It was like halfway through, just cut, yeah, just straight dead. It's like someone and, dipped the volume or something. Yeah, it was. It did sound like that. And I'm not fucking, I'm like, I'm not going to be like, oh, like Anthony Levy and Pro Levy and, and get into all of that. But if you want me to give my opinion on what I heard, that's exactly what it sounded like, that it was fucking loud and then it wasn't trailed. I didn't hear singing over it. It was just cut, yeah. dead. It was that's so what weird. it sounded like. That's, and I'm like, and again, like, as we discussed, I'm not Enoch out. But if that is the case, which the more I talk about it, the more I say it, the more outlandish it seems. Like, why? What would be the purpose? Why would they do it? And then, but if fans have their rights, whether you agree with them or not, to vocalise what they're feeling. And if there is a group of them large enough to sing that song, the broadcaster should not mute it. It's like, it's mental. It's almost fucking, it's, all, it's, all, it's like, you know, it's, Draconian censorship, kind of. Yeah, kind it's of weird. Man. I so I also, um, again, just like no viewpoint on the singing, but just what I heard was exactly what you described. It was like they went, Oh, quick, turn that down, turn that down. That's mental. <laughs> but, but the, the issue that I've got is like with these sort of things, you try and look for like the motivation behind why they would do it. And normally, Sky would fucking love that, right? Because it's controversy, it's like Spurs fans aren't happy at their ownership and. You know, they're singing against Daniel Levy and, you know, Sky have been very critical of Levy and Spurs. So this doesn't make sense, but I definitely heard it. So I don't know whether or not, you know, there's maybe whoever's in charge of, you know, sound mixing at Sky in the ground is very firmly Enoch in and just thought, fuck it, I'll just turn him down. Whether this was some calculated thing by Sky or whoever controls the audio, I don't know. But that is what it sounded like. It did sound like they just were like, "No, we're not going to fan the flames of this." The conspiracy theorists might say that obviously the Premier League's biggest customer is Sky Sports, mm. and the Premier League will want to keep Premier League chairman on side, and so there may have been a directive from Tottenham to Sky saying. You better fucking tone this down. I I can't believe that's the case. And and to be fair, in the second half, you did hear it, and it wasn't muted. And that's that's what that's what makes me suggest that in the first half it was because if 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 these the group of fans, Enoch out fans singing this song, were drowned out by the other fans in the first half, why weren't they when they were winning? Mm. Why would they suddenly go? All right, we'll let them sing this time when 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 Spurs were winning. I wonder what what do you think what do you think Daniel Levy because we haven't discussed this what do, what do you think Daniel Levy's thinking when he hears that because it's not it's three games on the bounce now it's not going to go away I don't think this time I don't think it will go away I think I don't even if we beat Man City and uh, even Arsenal and Man City I think the appetite that yeah. there is a bit between the teeth now I think or what do you think Rick don't know I, I just always think that because um, he's always sitting with his sons and he was son. And like they're singing about Levy, he just it, but he's just sitting there thinking, of fucking, I'm being mugged off in front of my son. Like this is, this is bullshit. Like, or if his wife says, well, just think like, it damages oh, mate, his ego. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, totally. Like if, to be in a job like that, um, 
and about kind of uh, transfers and business. And yeah, of course, it, it damages his reputation. But I mean, the main thing about it, obviously, uh, he's. I don't think he's sitting there thinking, fucking I'm being coated off and my son's going to think I'm a dick. <laughs> uh, I, I, I do think he imagine, is thinking... Imagine oh, if he just started. grabbed Josh Levy's head <laughs> and then just put his hand over his ears. Don't listen to that. Don't listen to that. <laughs> Tied a scarf around his head like, so he just couldn't hear. What would be um, great if he just started going, la, la, la. la. <laughs> I can't hear you, la, 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 la. <laughs> or or, or, or uh, let me just double down. He just stood up and was just going, doing that. Arms are waving, like, come on, then, fucking, is that what you got? Oh, I think you just got his See you. What's the money you outside out? And what's open you up like a can just, of fucking beans, son. Just, yeah, like, loads of what's the money? Blowing <laughs> 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 his nose in fifties. Fuck off. What? 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 Do you, do you think that the damage is already done? It's already set. In, like, is it already set that there is nothing? There's very little that Daniel Levy can do, even in this January transfer window, to quell the voices of the Enoch out crowd. Like, would Pedro Porro and Marcus Edwards, which has been mooted this week, be enough to satisfy the Tottenham Hotspur fan base? No. What would no, then? That's, that's still 70, that's 75 million euros. What would, what would then? How much money do people think we have? Or has the damage already been done? Is too much has gone past? Is that what the problem is? I think, yeah, I think there's a bit of both there. I think the damage has already been done. I think it's uh, a kind of... Um, yeah, from previous seasons, uh, Red Nap, where there was that time to invest when we were quite close, didn't invest. There was that, the time with Poch, uh, very close, just needed a sprinkling this and that. We went fucking two transfer windows, didn't we? We didn't sign a player. That sure. is madness. It, it is madness. It is madness. But remember, and you have to, you have to caveat it always. Where we were spending a billion pounds on a stadium. I know people I know don't that. like it. I know that. I know. I know they don't like it. Fact. But, but, but th- this is what this this is what uh, is playing into why people feel this way. Yeah, and it's that it's that investment in the. There's all, there always in seems, the first team. There's always and a reason why they well, won't the, do it, isn't there? There's always a reason, like Redknapp, the court case, uh, um, Pochettino. You know, if it doesn't want players, or we, we're moving to Wembley. It always seems to be a reason why he won't pull the trigger. Yeah, now it's COVID. We had COVID. That's what we've COVID, got away from yeah. that. Kip well, everybody had COVID, didn't they? Everybody had COVID. I mean, John doesn't yeah. even believe in COVID. John's furious because he doesn't, he doesn't believe in COVID and, <laughs> and Spurs didn't spend. More lies. More lies. <laughs> I, I had it. I had it. I had it. I had it for a week. It didn't. It didn't stop me spending money. That's all I'm going to say. So, what's his excuse? <laughs> well, I can't. I can't smell, so I can't make transfers. Grow up, Daniel. Grow up. <laughs> um, boys, imagine the scenes if we beat Arsenal and lose to City. Would you? Do you want to? Like, if we beat Arsenal, do you want to lose to City, Rick? Well, um, no. I never want us to lose. No. If I'm honest, but, but there, this... there was there, there, there was that time. Where I did want us to lose. Man United. One, yeah, exactly, exactly. Final game that. of the season. They needed us to beat them, uh, us to beat United at Old Trafford. Uh, Arsenal had already won, I think. And um, they were cheering on Spurs. Did, didn't we? We went 1 0 up as well. Didn't yeah, we? Les Ferdinand. Les yeah. Ferdinand, yeah. And I was sitting there thinking, no. The first time <laughs> in my life when that ball goes in and we go 1 0 up. Fuck's sake, Tottenham. Yeah, like, let's run down World Away and celebrate. Like, what are, you, what are you celebrating? What are you celebrating? Like, this would mean us finishing 13th. Oh, fucking hell. 
I, I, I I'm going to put it on record now and say I would happily see Spurs lose against Manchester City if we beat you know Arsenal. Because yeah. <clears throat> the alternative is you're you're waiting for Arsenal to slip up, and it, it's one game for us. This could win them the title. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't want Spurs to lose ever, except in this instance, where if they lost, I wouldn't feel anywhere. I don't, th- I don't think I can say it out loud, but if if that's the way the cookie crumbled, then, you know, <laughs> I'll eat those crumbs off the table. Look, the worst case scenario, regardless of what hap- what we do this season, is if Arsenal win the league. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Anything we can do to stop that, including giving up points to Man City, that should be a part of the common good. Yeah, I'm in. You've just sold me there. <laughs> Changed my mind again, <laughs> again. Within like three and a half seconds. I'll tell you what is actually going to happen, though. We're going to lose to Arsenal and beat City. Fuck no, <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't, no, I don't want that one. I don't want that version. I don't want that version. Because no. Kane this... to score a hat trick and break Greaves' record against the scum, and then we and then he injures himself like a very small strain and he can't play against City. There you go. Yeah, yeah. We've got a question here from Nick Smith. Actually, six points against City this month eventually sees us finish fourth, but hands up the title to Woolwich. Yes, oh. or, yes or no? Nope. No. No. Other finish mid table. Yeah. If we if yeah yeah if we directly handed Arsenal the title. Fucking fuck. who gives a shit if we have Champions League football next season? Who yeah. gives a fuck? The yeah. people will be out there going, small time mentality, you have to you have to think about us, not them. Fuck that. Yeah, fuck I don't them. give a shit, mate. Yeah, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if we can convince Ricky to change his mind. See, uh, yeah. <laughs> see like, I've been such a such a loose tongue and with my swearing in this episode. I'm just jolly, you know, this is what happens <laughs> when you giddy. win. When you win, you just get giddy, man. You're just like, let's go. Let's just mess around. Yeah, nothing to worry about. Come um, on. Come on. It's all of fun. Fingers out, dicks out, everything. Um, <laughs> our next six fixtures stand like this. Sportsman Hone in the FA Cup. Arsenal. Man City away. Okay. Fulham away. Fulham are flying. Man City at home. Leicester away. That's horrible. It is quite grim. I, I, I keep thinking, when are we can play the easy games, but we, we lost we lost all the easy ones. <laughs> <laughs> so this is our comeuppance. This is what we get. Well, we should have played Man City back in September, then shouldn't we? So this is this is what. Oh, yeah. when, when are Arsenal playing Man City? This must be soon, right? Anyway, fuck them. Right. Um, Portsmouth. Just a quick thing on Portsmouth. I um I, we tweeted last night uh, that. GIF or the little video of uh, <laughs> of uh, Jer- Jeremy in Peep Show Peep, uh, when he gives a homeless man two tickets and says, oh, yeah. "Take these." The second half of his shit. Uh, a Portsmouth fan quote tweeted it and went, "I think we're going to fucking do these lot." 
Well, they, they think they're shit. I think they're going to do this. And then we obviously went on to win 4-0. But I think they, the little scamps, those little scamps down there, I think they think that they're, they're going to come to White Hart Lane and, and do us. And they bloody well could. Don't get me wrong. But I don't want to give them anything. I like the fact that they, they asked, can we have, we've got 8,500 tickets. Can we have some more, please, Spurs? And we're like, nah, selling well, mate. We're selling the tickets. It's not a problem. Is yeah. the top, top half open? Or they close the top half? I don't know, actually. I've not, uh, I've not looked. Couldn't give a shit, could you, Rick? Nah, really. Nah, nah, not at all, man. Fucking Portsmouth, <laughs> isn't it? 8,000. Fuck it. That, that's quite good, actually, them bringing 8,000. I, I remember as a kid, like, being at the old White Hart Lane and we'd be playing in the FA Cup and they would get half of the South Stand. Mm. And whatever little team it would be, they would come and they would all have their, like, a... Uh, the team's coloured balloons and let them all off and stuff like that. And it was such a, like, proper good day out for the small teams. It, it was quite good fun, but um, it was always great as well when you just absolutely fold the, folded them up in front of their fans. That You know, they actually, there there was that little tiny thing, the belief that they were going to beat Tottenham at Tottenham, and then we just screwed them up in a little ball, slapped, fucking threw them out. I see it done. Do you or do you not want to tell your Crystal Palace story, uh, your your Portsmouth stories? <laughs> I, know. No, I think every, every, everyone's heard it enough. I know, yeah, we, I don't, we don't play Portsmouth that often and this is your chance to say it again. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what he's talking about, John Boy? No, I want to hear it. He doesn't oh, even I'm... know. Uh, oh. He does, he does know, he does. <laughs> but I, 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 will, I, I will retell the story. Um, I was... It was the Sol Campbell's return game at Wild Hart Lane when he signed for Portsmouth. There was um, an increased police presence at the ground, inside and out. Um, and I was just going into the old ground with my old man and I had my little man bag with me. And as I was walking through, uh, a, I saw a dog next to me. And I was like, oh, that's fucking weird. Like, we don't like normally have like, dogs in the ground. Um, but I didn't think anything of it, just waiting for my dad and I was sitting next to me. And then as I kind of out my periphery, I saw this policeman marching over. So what the fuck does he want? And then as he was marching over and I looked at the dog, I was just like, like the pennies dropping. And <laughs> what the policeman thinking? says... I love the fact it, you it, didn't, I, didn't give the dog a second thought. Like, the, no, what no, a dog no. doing inside the stadium? No, no. It's just, it, 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 it was akin to walking in the park and seeing a squirrel. Oh, there's a squirrel. It's like, oh, there's a dog. <laughs> Even though I'd never seen a dog in a stadium before, it still didn't dawn on me. And the policeman said, this dog has... Uh, well, it's kind of recognised that you may have illegal substances on you. Do you have any? I said, not to my knowledge. I don't think I do. And we said, we're going to have to take you away and search you. Um, And I said, yeah, that's absolutely fine. I said to my dad that um, I'll see him in a minute. I'm just off to be searched. And my dad like rolled his eyes. And the policeman was like, you're not going back into the ground no matter what. So I kind of went into this. Find anything. That's stupid. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I got marched into this um, holding area, which was like underneath the belly of the ground. Fuck knows where that was. And there was like loads of pissed up people, coked up people. It was just like proper wild animals there. Uh, And there's me in my zipped up Parker jacket with my blue and white scarf and (laughs) a Tottenham hat sitting there. And there was this like police chief at the end of his big table. And he was like, called my name up. Um, Oh, but sorry, they they did do the search on me, and there was like a 
a thumbnail <laughs> worth of weed in uh, a little baggie that was in my bag that I didn't even know it was in there. Um, but yeah, and then they called me up and the the kind of superintendent, whoever he was, the chief, was like, so what, what's his... Um, what we're doing in Vaughan is like our possession of cannabis. And he held up this <laughs> enormous bag, like A3 bag. And in the tiniest corner was this bit of weed. And he was just like, are we really going to do him for this? I love, I love the fact Ricky would have looked, looked at the massive bag and looked back at the police. <laughs> yeah. Please, sir. Please. please don't kick me out. And then he said, we've already done the paperwork. So they, uh, they give me a warning and they kick me out of the stadium. And then I went to the <laughs> Bel Air and watched the game on the TV on my own with no one there. <laughs> Just, literally, Tottenham Portsmouth was next to me and I had a ticket and I was in the pub next door watching it on my own. Supping so, a little warm beer. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't you lose your season? 10 pounds from my I think I did get a ban of three games or something like that. Yeah, mm. yeah, I did, yeah. Did you um, tell everyone that you got your ban for, for smashing a load of Portsmouth? So, there were six of them come at me and I fucking done them all. Bosh, bosh, bosh. I think like... Yeah. Would, or did you, it uh, might get a little bit tasty. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's a lot of family and stuff, but Portsmouth and Spurs have always been a little... And Portsmouth, Southampton's always been a little bit edgy, I found. Well, Portsmouth, Portsmouth used to have a, like, a proper, um, decent crew, didn't they? I think, yeah, so did Southampton, I think. I don't know, you know about this stuff. I don't know. I can't remember. It's like it's a number like six five seven crew or some shit. Like what's, that. what's your favorite? What's your favorite n- name of a, a hooligan crew? Oh fucking! Hell. Who was it? I, like, um, I quite like the Migs. Uh, was it Mig crew? Was it Mig? There's Luton in it. Migs. Yeah, Luton's Migs. Men in gear. Men in gear. Men in gear. Yeah. Men in, uh, men in gear was I, think, I think it was uh, my favorite name was Burnley, and it was uh, I think it was like the Suicide Squad. Something like that. Fucking mayhem. Just like loads of bods in from Lancashire, just doing nothing, eating pies, fighting. Suicide Squad. Well, funny name. Was there a baby? Something like a baby, baby. Yeah, there was. A, there's been a baby squad. Baby I can't squad. Remember who that, yeah, I can't remember who that is. But yeah, I did. Uh, used to read a lot about that stuff. Yeah. Good. It's fun. Good. Um, and then finally, uh, well, two things. Richie says, should we bench Harry Kane for the rest of the season so he doesn't beat Greaves' record and wants to stay next season? <laughs> it's a great plan. So it's one, one way of doing it, yeah. It's not bad. <laughs> that is a good plan, actually. Well done. Yeah, well done. Well done, Richie. And then finally, um, direct debit. He says, Brian Hilosevsky. <laughs> Brian Hilosevsky. So it's good. I thought you'd like that, John. You like a little pun and play. It's good. You? Remember we had that problem with well, I say we, very much me, with, with Decky being called Decky and not Kulu. What yeah. what would Brian Brian Hill be in the weird made up scenario? Bile. Was it B Y I L, isn't it? B Y B R B R Brill. 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 I, do you know what? Everybody everybody claimed about that Kulosevsky, how he got his nickname Decky. Everybody claimed and they were hundred percent sure. That I, yeah. they had it right, and everybody <laughs> had different ideas about how it came. Some people go, "Well, it was, it was uh, Conte said it because we called him Decky. Said he preferred Decky, so we called him Decky." Someone said it's the first two letters and the last two letters of his name. There was another one, fucking no one knows, but everyone claims to know. Yeah, I put the poll up and, and gave the like four different reasons, um, and it was pretty much an even split, which is my exact point, which is that it's fucking bollocks. No, you was wrong. Really. No, you were wrong. 
John. Which one? Which whatever one? Whatever way it came out of it, you were you were wrong. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, one of them was just should we just call him Kulu? I think that one in the end. That I can't remember mean. which one. I, do you D-E-K-I. say Deki or Kulu? Kulu. Deki is bollocks. bollocks. I don't give a shit what he wants to be called. I'm calling him Deki. I Luke Kulu rather. <laughs> he can like it. Exactly. I'm calling him Kulu. You don't get to pick your own nicknames. Yeah. It's like it's like the Office and the Og Monster. What's your real name? Ajan, right? We're calling you that. It's a good name. Have you got any mates that are called um, have a terrible nickname, like a horrible nickname that stuck? Um, I think I told this story about this kid in my school. I can't really say his name. I'll just make up his name. His yeah. name was Scott Smith, right? Yeah. And he was in a fight with someone, at, um, one of my friends at school. They had a massive tear up, and then you know what it's like after the fight because obviously people don't get like knocked out, so people just let him split off into two different groups. So one with one, one with the other. So this geezer called Scott Smith ends up running inside to like the locker area, and then we don't see him. He like disappears, and me and one, my, one of my other friends, Luke, go looking for him just to see like his face is smashed in or, or what's happened to him. And we go into like the the toilets near our lockers, and it fucking reeks of shit like the most disgusting smell ever we go in there and we see that there's shit all up the walls and everything and I, we're like fucking hell that is grim like that is the worst thing ever and then i don't know if you used to have it at your school but you used to have like that weird afternoon assembly thing that was like for, just for your year group and so everyone's like marching down to like the front hall in the reception, this geezer's sitting there with his full school uniform except for his trousers and he's just got like grey tracksuit <laughs> bottoms and a lost property. <laughs> so we put two and two together and realised that this geezer's obviously shit himself <laughs> after the fight and he just referred to after that was just referred to as shit. <laughs> All right, shit. Oh, that's, uh, that's tough one Quite to go. Why was it all up the walls? Like, where, why, no, I don't like... know what he was doing, Rick. It he was, had a nervous poo. He had a fight and had a nervous <laughs> poo. It was like, um, you know, in uh, train spotting when he's got to go into the toilet after the suppositories. That's what it fucking looked like. It was hell on earth in there. Have you ever, have you ever walked into like an exploded cubicle where someone's just gone and, and exploded? I went to Spain, Benidorm. It was fucking boiling. It was absolutely boiling. It was a nice part of Benidorm, right? There is a nice part-ish. Anyway, we'll come off the beach. We'd been on these um, kayaks and we'd gone out to this cove and it was lovely, right? We jumped in the water, crystal clear water, snorkeling, and you know, kayaked all the way back. We had a lovely afternoon. We went to this portable toilet for a wee and there was shit everywhere. It was like someone had gone on there, held their ass in the air, and just as an, on a 90 degree angle, as a circle, <laughs> like a funnel. Of shit, all up the walls, all up the all up the ceilings. Like how I've I've had some bad experiences sitting on the toilet, but I've never exploded a room. Yeah, I have. <laughs> quite, yeah, quite quite a few times. Go on, yeah. go on Rick. Well, oh, mate, I, I keep getting like main pod, and like I'm just. There, there was a time where it's I had like a bit you just of a had day, an accident. Yeah. That was not like you're not going to get sacked from your job because you had an accident once. No, I know, I know, but uh, it, the, I was, I was at Yates's, had a dicky tummy. Yeah, um, start, yeah, start like, good story. yeah exactly. <laughs> I had, a, had a dicky tummy. It was quite early in the night as well, actually. Um, and I went, I, I needed, I needed to go for a turnout, and um, I kind of pulled my boxes down, and the, <sighs> as all the toilets are, absolutely fucking caked in urine so i just sat there and hovered but i may have had a few drinks so i i was probably not hovering as i should be and maybe leaning a bit more forward um 
and I just needed to get it out, get it out, do it quickly, wipe and get out of there. So I leant forward, shoved it out, and then I shoved went to out. go and yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was like I looked for a bit of toilet roll. I used that, but then when I went to throw the toilet roll back into the toilet, there was nothing in the toilet, absolutely nothing. I was like, "What the fuck's going on here?" And then I looked, and it just hit, it just sprayed on the cistern above and the side of the wall, and just completely <laughs> missed the toilet altogether. Like nothing was there. <laughs> and then, and then I could, I could, I could hear. I heard the geese on the other side. So <laughs> he was complaining about the smell, and then I was like, "I don't know what to do." So I just. I just like pulled my trousers. I opened the cubicle door. I said, I'm really sorry. Walked past him, <laughs> walked downstairs, walked out the front entrance, just got a taxi home. Didn't tell my mates, didn't tell anyone. That was it. <laughs> this, um, there's been loads of stories like that. Loads. Of, I just bad belly, man. Just stuff happens. Stuff happens. You pointing your arsehole into the toilet and then suddenly... Well, I was pissed up and I, and I must have just been leaning forward like in a skiing <laughs> position a bit too far. Because you didn't like, want to touch the urine cake to Yeah, see. exactly. That's exactly it. It was a mistake. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I just... Yeah, when you're trying to hover and you're pissed and just, yeah, it's just a... It happens, man. It happens. <laughs> you went straight it, home I, to bed. I, I, it, you put yourself yeah. to bed straight. <laughs> Everything will be all right in the morning. <laughs> yeah, there's been a few of those. <laughs> yeah. You got home and went, Mum, what's for dinner? Hopefully it's delicious. <laughs> Better be delicious. <laughs> Run up to your bed. <laughs> Mum, what's for dinner? Better be delicious. Oh, be delicious. Oh, fantastic. What a way to end the podcast. Thank you very much, Rick. That's all right. John Boy. Peace and love, my friend. Come you Spurs, and we'll see you next week. In a bit. Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.